Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause It's Friday. Last day of the week. Last day of the week. Still in 2022, though. We've got a while on that one. We'll be doing 2022 for a while. That's right. But you know, in about 49 weeks, we'll be talking about how quickly 2022 (laughs) went by. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's probably so. We're running into the weekend here. Excited about that. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, we'd love for you to come out. Worship with us at Livingston. All the contact information you need is at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Always like to mention that. It's always Good Friday on Text Talk. Yes, it's a good day every day while we're in Matthew because we're finding Jesus everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find him right here at the end of Matthew chapter 20. I'm going to read verses 29 through 34, and I will be reading from the English Standard Version. And as they went out of Jericho, a great crowd followed him. Of course, that's Jesus. And behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And stopping, Jesus called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. And Jesus, in pity, touched their eyes, and immediately they recovered their sight and followed him. So here's a fascinating point. We were talking on a couple of broadcasts ago about apologetic values in these things. Here's another one of those details that roots this stuff in history. He's going to drop the name of the town, Jericho. This one happened here in this town, down in Judea. And it happened because you have people crying out, two blind men crying out to Jesus for mercy, for help. You know, what were they thinking that they would cry out like that? Well, the crowd thought they weren't thinking. Okay. The crowd thought, who do you think you are, you two blind men on the side of the road, thinking that Jesus, this, this one who's done all kinds of amazing things, is going to have time for you. You all be quiet. There's some echoes to what we've been talking about the last couple of chapters, I think particularly about the occasion when uh, the small children were being brought to Jesus and the disciples were discouraging them, saying, no, 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 but Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me, such is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You've got the same kind of situation here, and that was the disciples there, mm-hmm. right? That was the disciples. But here we're seeing just multitudes in the crowd. When when blind men are trying to, I guess, I guess it's being interpreted as trouble Jesus or interrupt Jesus, the crowd says, hey, back off, quiet down. I'm really kind of amazed at all of this, because what is it that's prompting the crowds to want to see Jesus? Is it not the reports of the healings and the miracles and the powers that he has been demonstrating? You would think that would be part of it. And what's so different about traveling through Jericho that these folks aren't brought to Jesus in the hopes that he would heal them? And so here the crowds have come out as if Jesus is on parade, mm-hmm. and we really see, again, it's this, it's this complete m- missing of who Jesus is, this complete, okay, he's great, he's amazing, we want to see him, we want to touch him, we want him to spend time with us, but it's like we've totally been missing what he is about, because the reason we want to touch him is because we've heard that he's healed the blind. Yeah. Oh, here are two blind guys. Nobody in the crowd says, oh. Maybe he'll do it again. Let's get these guys to the front. They're not saying they're like, look, hey, we're here to see Jesus. You be quiet and you stay in the background. 
You know, there's another occasion recorded for us about Jesus and his travels through Jericho, and that's when he called Zacchaeus. And we talked about him, I think, a couple of episodes back. And um, <laughs> great tie-in, even though that's from the Gospel of Luke and not Matthew. Yeah, we talked about him when the rich young ruler was when yeah. we were talking about the contrast between the ruler who would not give all, but Zacchaeus who would give half, and yeah. just some of those things. That's where exactly. He came up. That's how that came up. But the um, the account with that is that there's big crowds pressing around Jesus, and Zacchaeus climbs up in a tree to be able to see him. So Jesus was huge in Jericho. Anytime he's going through Jericho, lots of people around. But the crowds in Jericho don't understand what Jesus is all about. Mm. The crowds press and the crowds want him to focus on them and they don't want anybody else to get in the way. And so little short Zacchaeus, who's a tax collector, you stay in the background. You you stay out of the way. Yeah. He doesn't have time for you, time which for actually you. is the crowd saying, we don't have time for you. Mm. And here are these two blind men and the crowds are saying, we don't have time for you because, so they're, you know, they're kind Jesus, of projecting onto Jesus what they feel, what they if believe. Jesus gets distracted by dealing with you. That means he's not dealing with me. I mm-hmm. think is a lot of what's going on in the mind of these crowds. It, you know, you stay back. I want my time with Jesus. Mm. I do think it's fascinating that you brought up that whole deal about the children when the when the parents are bringing the children to Jesus in the last chapter, wanting him to lay their lay his hands on them mm-hmm. and bless them, and the disciples rebuke them. We have a very similar story, and it's back back in that one with the kids. If you're like me, when you first read it, it's like, okay, that's neat. Jesus loves the little children. Oh yeah, I heard that as a song when I was a kid, but I really don't know what this has to do with me. When we see this very similar situation, I think it opens up my eyes a little bit, pun include, intended. Um, it opens up my eyes a little bit here to see what this does have to do with me. Okay. And it's the fact that I might be told, and I might even believe that Jesus doesn't have time for people like me. Hmm. I'm too small. I'm hmm. too sinful. I'm too, I mean, after all, you, this crowd probably thinks these guys are blind because they're sinners. Because they're sinners. That's yeah. probably why. Either that or their yeah. family were sinners. And so, you know, so yeah. why would Jesus be spending time with you? I'm too much of a sinner. I'm not famous enough. I'm not powerful enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not whatever enough. But mm-hmm. what Jesus does here is he stops. Mm-hmm. He takes time to call these blind men to him. Yeah. He touches them. But before he touches them, he asks them, what do you want me to do for you? That always fascinates me yeah. as if it wouldn't just be obvious. So... When he stops, one of the things that I was drawn to is how they are addressing him. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Now, it's been a really big deal when different ones have given messianic honor to Jesus. I mean, even calling him Lord, these people are humbling themselves and addressing him as the the great one. And son of David is a title for Messiah, I believe. Compare this to the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus calling him good teacher, but ends up leaving sadly. Mm-hmm. These guys come saying, Lord, son of David, and they follow him gladly mm. when it's all said and done. And this is what's fascinating to me. Here's, again, subversion of expectations because the rich ruler comes to Jesus and it's, it's like he's saying, what do you want me to give you? Right. Look at all that I have. What good thing do I need? You tell me, you command me, you tell me what to do, and I'm going to go do it. Here come these two blind men that have nothing to offer. In fact, not only do they have nothing to offer, they're asking, would you do for me? Yeah, yeah. That to me is what's interesting because I wouldn't expect, I would expect the guy who comes up to someone saying, I've got, I've got a whole lot to give to you. 
yeah. let me be a part yeah. of your kingdom versus the one that comes up and says, I got nothing. In I got, fact, I need something yeah. from you. Will you save me? And yet it's the ones who come up to Jesus saying, I got nothing except my needs. And I'm bringing this to you. Would you please give me sight? Cause I got nothing and it's mercy. I'm looking for mercy. And those are the ones that Jesus spends time with. Those are the ones that Jesus stops. And, and, and these are the ones, of course, that end up following him. Well, and praise God for that. As Matthew records this, it's coming right on the heels of Jesus correcting the disciples again by explaining the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life a ransom for many. And now we see him serving, stopping everything, stopping a multitude to serve these two guys hollering from somewhere back in the back. Mm -hmm. Two blind men. <laughs> two blind men. Who no doubt are beggars. Mm -hmm. I Really, we're coming, I think, to the, maybe not even to the end, but here three chapters ago at the beginning of Matthew chapter 18, we started this conversation about disciples who are competing and wanting to know who's the greatest. Yeah. Who's going to sit at the left yeah. and right hands? Who, who, who's going to be up at the top? Who's going to get the greatest reward? Mm -hmm. And we've walked through these three chapters and it all gets capped off with Jesus stopping and taking time with two blind guys. Yeah. Two blind guys who have nothing to offer. And they're very much like that the, the story that Jesus tells of the Pharisee and the tax collector, yeah, be yeah. merciful to me, a sinner. They are that. And here they are. Lord, be merciful have to mercy me, son on of David. Us. Have mercy on us. Yeah. They have the faith that says, I'm going to follow you. I know who you are. I got nothing. I can't come to you saying, it's it's not, hey, hey, I've got money. Would you heal me? Mm -hmm. It's not, hey, I've got power and influence. Would you heal me? It's, I got nothing. I need mercy. So the question then is, how are we coming to Jesus? How are yeah. we approaching Jesus? Are we approaching him like the rich ruler? I've got all this. What do you want me to do for you? Yeah. Or are we approaching him like these two blind beggars? I got nothing. I need you. I need you. And you know what? Look, anything you ask of me, I'll do. I'll do because I just need you. I need to be with you. I need to be by you. I need you around me. So yeah, anything you ask of me, I'm going to do. Sure. But... But, you know, yeah. my hands are empty. I got, I'm not, yeah. I can't pay for this. I can't pay you back for this. I can't, I yeah. can't get you favors from anybody else. Mm -mm. What I'm asking for right now is mercy. Such a powerful, powerful picture. And uh, the blessing and the reward that they receive, they get their sight. They are not disappointed. They are not disappointed. You know, as you were talking about that, what, what's your attitude in coming to Christ? Of course, I'm reminded as we've been reading, what's your attitude walking in Christ? You know, am, am I going to be like these disciples jockeying for position, wanting to somehow impress the Lord, pride always stirring up, and then that's causing problems between me and my brethren? You know, I have to have it my way in the church where I'm at, or, or uh, I'm going to cause problems. Uh, other people need to see things my way and all such as this. Uh, or, or maybe we just get frustrated. Why can't they see how right I am? <laughs> yeah, why, why will they not see that my see. way is the best? It's oh, the best way. So again, we've been at this for three weeks talking about this humility thing. I guess I want to just remember where we started there at the beginning of Matthew 18, as the disciples were asking, who is the greatest? And Jesus' response is, guys, look, truly I'm saying to you, if you don't convert, 
Yeah. If you don't repent, transformation. If you don't turn and become humble like this little child, not only will you not be the greatest in the kingdom, you won't be in the kingdom at all. I think it's important to remember that based on what you just said a minute ago as you're talking about this is this is also about our attitude of how we're walking in Jesus. Yeah. Because if if what we're doing as we walk in Jesus is Lord, look at how I go to church better than everybody else. Look at how I follow the pattern better than everybody else. Look at how I've given up these sins better than everybody else. Those are all things we're supposed to be doing. Those are all things everybody's supposed to yeah. be doing. But if what I think is I should get some kind of reward because how great I am and all the work that I've done, now we're back to the labors in the vineyard. Well, I've been at this. You know what? I, okay, all right. I haven't been at it for 12 hours. I've been at it for six hours. But look, you got to admit, all those other guys you brought in at the sixth hour, I've actually been doing better than them. So I think I should get more. Mm-hmm. No, I need to have the humility. And unless, it again, it's almost like that second conversion. I'm not trying to come up with a t- technical doctrine, but here were people that were with Jesus, that had confessed Jesus, and Jesus is saying to them, unless you change, you ain't going to make it. Or even the danger of acting like this crowd here in Jericho, that we've done what we can to be close to Jesus. He's so holy that we, we are pushing other people out and away from it who, who really need him, who really want him, because yeah. we're going to make some determination. Uh, well, you're not, you're not really worthy. Well, as we wrap up this week, I guess what I want to say to you, Andrew, and then to all those who are listening in on our conversation, there's two kinds of people, those who heed the call. And those who don't, those who come into the vineyard, whatever hour of the day it is, and we don't know what hour it is. And so here we are, two blind men trying to get sight from Jesus. And so we've got his word open and and we want to help you find sight. So we invite you, give us a comment, send us an email, come show up on Sunday. We'd love to talk with you because we're all just wanting to see Jesus. How about we wrap up with a prayer? Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day, for this time in the word and for the example of these Two blind men in Jericho so long ago who understood that sight was to be had, but only from Christ. They would not be discouraged. They would not be pushed away, but sought him with all they had to be blessed by his compassion and by his mercy. And God, we pray that we might know your mercy and we would show your mercy to others, show your compassion to others. Be humble ourselves as you have taught us how. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Here are these two blind men. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. I don't know what happened there. Well, you're doing the thing. No, it? I'm just... Nope, not at all. Oh, I thought it was a signal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nope, I'm just... Uh, messing with my pen. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was the cut it off. I got I to jump no, in on sorry, that. Sorry. Okay. What were you saying? What was I saying?